Hello and welcome to the Beer Breath Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 9th. We have a special guest today. It is Mr. Don King, who is the brewmaster of Iron Rail Brewing Company here in Topeka, Kansas. Trey and I were lucky enough to go uh, downtown, see the brewery, talk to Don King, spit a lot of information at us, learned about brewing, learned about the downtown scene of Topeka, learned just about everything you could about brewing in a short amount of time. So let's get right into the interview with Iron Rail Brewing Company brewmaster Don King. Get ready for the beer bread Well, thank you again um, for welcoming us into Iron Rail Brewing Company. Uh, we'll just get this thing started off. I'll Absolutely. Do the introduction before before all this, but um, again, we are down here in the brewery. It's pretty awesome getting this close to everything. I know. Smelling the smells and everything like that. We tried, uh, we got in early, and I'm trying the, what is it, the, the wheat beer? What's the wheat again? Uh, the, the wheat yeah, beer? you got the wheat beer there. It's a uh, it's, uh, 50% uh, two-row, and wheat must have more than you want to know. No, we want to know it all. No, everything. All right, very good. Uh, so it's it's got Munich in it as well, and then Amarillo and Cascade hops in it. Um, pretty simple beer. It's their best seller. Um, I really like it. Mm-hmm. But all these beers are designed to what I like. So everyone in Topeka has to drink what I like here at Iron Rail Brewing. That's how it works out. <laughs> hey, I can respect that. <laughs> I'm actually the shots. <laughs> I'm drinking the what? What's it? The Kolsch. Kolsch, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, that's a German ale. Um, it's actually originates out of the city of uh, Cologne, Germany. Uh, the style originates out of there. And uh, uh, a little interesting fact, they actually will pursue people legally for using the Kolsch name. Really? Uh, we don't care, actually, here. <laughs> I suppose uh, I don't. I haven't seen Interpol show up here to try to stop us from doing it. It's not a real big criminal act or anything, but they are really adamant about protecting that brand uh, there in Germany, in wow. that particular town. But this is my favorite beer. Like I told you earlier, uh, it's it's. Uh, I'll drink it for breakfast. It's it's a absolutely amazing beer. I, I love this one. I'll drink it anywhere I go. If there's a Kolsch on tap, that'll be the first one that I order. Yeah, it's a great yeah. beer. I agree. Is that what you're drinking now as well? Yeah, I'm drinking a Kolsch as well. Uh, of course, of course. So we kind of touched on this a little bit. When, well, I guess when you said, is that too much information? We know nothing <laughs> prior to, you know, purchasing the beer in a liquor store or ordering it at the bar upstairs. Sure. Can you explain to us exactly what goes in starting from um, conception of the beer, you know, the the imagination behind it up into that point of sale? Sure, sure. So, so when we design a beer, you know, one of the things we do is we, we do, we try to do it to style. And there, there's a, there's a guideline, a set of guidelines uh, from the GABF, the Great American Beer Festival guidelines, the BJCP, which is Beer Judging Certification Program. And those styles have certain ranges of things like, um, like color, ABV, alcohol by volume, IBUs, you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. inter- international yeah. bittering units, that sort of thing for, for hot bitterness. And, they have those guidelines in there for, for all these different beers, like a wheat, IPA, a Kolsch, a stout, a porter, different, you know, lagers as well. You know, those, all those I named are ales, but there's lagers, you know, like an Oktoberfest, a Vienna lager. Mm-hmm. Um, and you generally want to try to fit within those styles because I don't want to hand you a beer that's, 
super, you know, it's, it's black as night and tell you, well, that's an American wheat right there. And you go, what? I didn't <laughs> expect that. I expected, yeah. you know, something like you have there. Yeah. And so that's not to say it's certainly not a legal or governing body mm-hmm. that, that drives that, but that's where we start with it. And then, you know, you kind of take your, you know, your imagination, so to speak, from there about where you want to go with the beer. The, the three sunken engines IPA is one I'm particularly proud of because, um, so I told you, everything's like I like it. Mm-hmm. I have a sweet tooth, so all of my beers are very malt forward. I, my balance of hops and, and malt, they're way more on, they're definitely heavier malt side, just about everything. And the three sunken engines is, is, is kind of uh, reflective of that because it has, it has a Munich, Vienna, uh, two row and, and all that. And, and then it's got a ton of citra and, uh, hops in it that, that gives it that, that kind of fruity fruit burst mm-hmm. flavor. Uh, if you've been familiar with like Northeast IPAs, um, yep. they're kind of that, that fruit juicy hop bomb. Okay. And this is, I call this in between mid coast and East coast IPA. It's not quite the low bitterness hop, uh, fruit bomb as, as the Northeast, but, and it's nothing like the West Coast IPA, like you see Sierra Nevada, yeah. where their stuff is very hop forward, a lot mm-hmm. of there. And actually, we brewed their Resilience IPA here for the California Wildfire uh, Relief Fund. And that recipe they gave us, I thought, was very hop forward, very high IBU based against the malt profile. Very so, cool. So going back on that, there's a couple of breweries here in town that were part of that um the California wildfire. Can you explain that? I've seen it on sure. social media and things like that, but it's it's a really cool deal. Yeah, absolutely. So Blind Tiger, Happy Bassett, Norseman, and us, all the Topeka breweries, and actually even um, Barrister's Brewing. They're a very small mm-hmm. kind of nano brewery over in, uh, I think they're over in Barrington Village. Yeah. And um, they even did like a, you know, a very, very small batch of it. But what it is is Sierra Nevada, they're, they're out in Chico, California, and yeah. obviously they're in that area affected by the wildfires. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, deaths and everything, a lot of destruction of property. And so what they did is they basically reached out to breweries across the United States and said, if anybody's willing to brew this, we'll work with, you know, malt uh, houses to get the malt and everything donated. All we had to do was buy the hops and, um, and then provide the tap and of course make, do the brew, but they sent out the recipe and then everybody brewed what they could or what they wanted to on their systems. And then it's put on tap and, 100% 100% of proceeds from it goes to the California Wildfire Fund. Wow. And it was seeded with about $100,000 from Sierra Nevada, so they definitely put their money where their, their mouth is on, on oh, making no raising funds. So. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. very cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've talked a lot about uh, the science of brewing and everything. How did you get started? Like, what's your background? How long have you been doing it? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, everybody asks me this. So, uh, by, by training and trade, I'm a software engineer, um, okay. about 23 years in IT, I've been brewing for about 14 years. Most of those as a home brewer. Uh, just I think a lot of people in in uh, computer science or or engineering or biosciences just like just like doing it. I became uh, obsessed with beer and brewing science, mm-hmm. um, and so I started home brewing so about 14 years ago. And about four ish years ago, I got my first chance to go pro. Um, Yankee Tank Brewing Company in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, let me come in and kind of start up that program. And then I left there and, and got on this project, and I've been doing that since. And these guys here uh, convinced me. Uh, it wasn't hard to convince me to switch over <laughs> and uh, to do this full-time. So I left IT behind, and awesome. now I do full-time as a brewmaster here. So Wow, so all the messing around I did on the computer here a second ago, he, he could have just set it up for <laughs> He's us. He's laughing at you. <laughs> I've probably forgotten everything you know, in a couple of months. I don't know. So. Wow, that's cool. 
So, uh, I guess tell us a little bit about Iron Rail Brewing Company and, um, like the startup process of that and, you know, how that's come along. Cause you started, you opened doors in fall last year. It, w- it was actually, so our, uh, our opening date was 11, 19. Yeah. In, in November, November mm-hmm. 19th is our opening date here. Um, and we started brewing before that. We started brewing actually early October, uh, the effort to get this stood up as fast as they did was amazing. We came in here and this was kind of front loaded, uh, past the kitchen and the rest of the restaurant is like, we need to get this stood up so we can brew and get moving forward on it. So, um, came in here, this building, I think you may or may not be where this used to be poor Richards back in the day. I was going to uh, ask, I wasn't sure I've heard what, that, yeah. what yeah. this building was before, but yeah, it was, it was sense. poor Richards. And I think they went in the early aughts. I think they went out of business or they, or they, they closed the doors or whatever. And then mm-hmm. a, another, uh, another small restaurant, uh, opened up here for just a short period of time. And then, um, it laid dormant for, I think probably 13 to 15 years, maybe somewhere around wow. there. And, uh, I feel like when we came here, it looked like a bomb went off in here, <laughs> honestly. And I, I, you know, as, as I'm not an architect or, or an engineer really. And, and, uh, coming in and seeing that, I'm just looking around like, how do you turn this into this? Right. And those, those designers and architects, they can see that. They yeah. can see that, uh, uh, what, how it's supposed to be finished. You know, they can look at a big hole in the ceiling that looks like, you know, a plane went through it and, and go, oh, that's fine, you know, and you're like, okay, if you say so. And, <laughs> And then that effort started to, to come in here and construction for about, I think it was about eight months, a very aggressive schedule yeah. to get this open, no doubt about it. It looks amazing. It does. This it's is the first cool. time first time that I've walked through. I've been by, but I haven't gotten the chance to come in until today. Um, but yeah, it's it's incredible up there. I like the open concept and everything that's going on too. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it uh, down here. I just haven't got lucky enough to make it. I'm glad we're here. It's a... Uh... Very cool concept upstairs. I liked a lot of the paintings on the walls. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, those are all done by local artists, and uh, they represent the beers that you might have seen there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the three sunken engines and and the engine forty nine stays on, and all the other beers are up there. They represented in those murals. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna say talk about talk about the beer menu for a second, if you could. Sure. So uh, I talked a little bit about three sunken engines IPA. I kind of mm-hmm. went over that. Um, that one I found that a lot of people who say they don't like IPAs they like that one. I'm not yeah. sure to how to take that, but I guess <laughs> yeah, yeah. this was great. It's nothing like an IPA. I'm not sure. So uh, no, I, I think generally I think it's been approachable. Um, you know, like I said, not not over the top on hops for people who do like hops a lot, who really like that kind of piney resiny flavor uh, uh, or hop aroma and that that taste that bitterness. Uh, Iron Rail Pale Ale is one. We actually use local uh, Columbus Tomahawk Zeus hops and Cascade hops from a small farm up in Ottawa. You guys up here. Yeah. Um, and we we use them, and it's kind of more on that piney, resiny side. Um, the wee beers you're having drinking over there, like I said, we talked a little bit about that. It's pretty straightforward wheat beer. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Kolsch, and then you also have the Super Chief Stout. Uh, that one is just, I kind of was going for that chocolate, coffee, you know, kind of toffee notes in is what I really wanted. And I really like, uh, that one actually even has some uh, milk sugar, some lactose, which is not fermentable by yeast. It's, uh, just kind of adds body and some sweetness to the beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have yeast though, that, uh, that really drives down that gravity and, and kind of attenuates the beer down. And so we had that residual sweetness in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the engine 49 stays on. That's uh, I call that my baby because it acts like a baby. Whenever you use Belgian strains like that, a lot of times they, they have to be coddled. Um, 
you know, can only ferment in just a little bit of blow off water or they'll cry about it or whatever. <laughs> I got to control the temperatures just right or it'll yeah. cry about it. And so it takes a long time. It, it's one of those beers that just goes zoom all the way to towards the end and then it stops and says, okay, I'm going to make you wait for another week and a half before we're done with this beer. And you're just sitting there every day. And it turns out that no matter how much I yell at the yeast, they don't do anything really? that I say. Wow. I don't know sure why. Disrespectful. That's right. frustrating. Disrespectful. So what I do is I just... Put speakers on the fermenter and crank up the Aussie, and that gets them going. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Wow, that's the. Did movie. I date that's myself amazing. with the Aussie? No, not no, at no. all. Okay. No, that's forever classic. <laughs> I don't see what else. What other kind of music would you put up there? I have no idea. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Maybe some Duran Duran. There, I dated myself. <laughs> right there. I just dated myself big time. So. so that was the beer menu. What, what, what kind of food does Iron Rail have going oh, on? Oh, the food here is amazing, and I, you know, maybe I'm a little bit biased on it, but of course you have you know, Mike Babs barbecue here, the ribs, the brisket, uh, pulled pork, and chicken is amazing. They've got a, a, a smoker back there that's about the size of a camper, <laughs> and uh, you know you could actually stay in it when it's off uh, if you wanted to. Um, the, this kind of is a southern comfort uh, food type menu here. You know, got the shrimp and grits, got smoked meatloaf, got a sirloin. Um, really killer appetizers. Um, you know, there, we got a, a, a bread with uh, beer cheese that's really good. It's actually made with the wheat beer. Um, wings is on. They're on there. Have a sausage flight board. It has a, a wild boar, bison, and a cheddar jalapeno. And then you, you they, they, we pair it with three beers. Wow, on there, and that Dude. one's really good. That's one of my favorites. Uh, so there's, there's tons of stuff. There's some really cool sandwiches on there. There's a burger here that's amazing. It's kind of a double patty burger that's really good and you can have that you know cooked about however you want uh but there's just about something for everybody here we don't we're not any really type of like you know you wouldn't say this this isn't a barbecue place it's Mm -hmm. not it's not any type of you know any particular ethnicity of food anything like that it's just just about anything that you want there for sure we've got an amateur chef on the as part of a the podcast crew a co-host oh cool chef sam he he kind of <laughs> coined himself as an amateur chef i guess so i'm sure if he's listening to this we will be listening to this but he's watering at the mouth right yeah. now. I, I mean i, I am. can tell i am for sure <laughs> definitely so i think you talked about it earlier you said something earlier but what's the beer you're most proud of um pr- probably i would say probably the ipa even though the, the kolsch is my favorite just my personal favorite the IPA I'm the most proud of because it's the one that I really, I, I IPAs are just kind of like, hey, they have an IPA, whoopee, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be just whoopee with it. I wanted people to really take notice and say, man, if you had Iron Rail Brewing's IPA, and I wanted them to take take notice of it. And so um, I really sat down, and that's one that I really, really, I mean, I focused on all of them in terms of their balance and everything, but that was the one that I spent the most time on going over and over, scrapping recipes and doing prototypes on them and saying, this is exactly what I want. And I certainly had inspiration, you know, from other beers that I'd had all over the country mm-hmm. uh, and, and that sort of thing. So um, that, that was my biggest thing. I'm, I'm mostly proud of that one because it seems to be getting a huge reception across the board, not just people who like hoppy beers or IPAs or pale ales, even people who uh, are maybe not real big into, uh, you know, the bitterness or whatever, mm-hmm. or in cra- or even really big into craft beer, a wide range of craft beer. They really like that one. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is So you just touched on, is there, is there a favorite outside of here? Like what was your biggest inspiration in terms of a beer out there that you were like, man, this is what I want to be like, or this is what's inspired me the most? Um, certainly, uh, you know, Dogfish Head, 
90 minute. I, I love that beer. Um, there's one called Hop Stupid from Lagunitas. Have you ever had that one? I know the brewery. I've never had yeah, that Yeah, it's actually really good. And it, and a lot of these beers are ones that I normally honestly shy away from if they're really high IBU because I'm always worried you didn't balance this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't get into uh, tons of details about, you know, about how bitterness can just overshadow them all. But you probably had a beer like that where you're just like, man, this is about drying out my face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and I'm not to say hops can be showcased. They can be made amazing and they can be very high IBU, but they have to have, it's just like you don't, you don't take a thing of bread and put wasabi mustard on and say, here you go. Here's a sandwich for you. <laughs> Give that a try. It's like you, you have to have something there that balances that out. Right. And so um, you know, Dogfish Head 90 Minutes, one of those beers that I've always thought was amazing. I, I love Boulevard Wheat. Mm-hmm. I will drink Boulevard Wheat like it's going out of style. <laughs> it's been my lawn mowing beer for years. Yeah. Uh, you know, Boulevard just makes amazing beer. It's just really good. Um, you know, some other beers that I've had had around. Um, I, I do like Sierra, even though I was talking earlier about Sierra Nevada beers being hot for it. Obviously, uh, very good. There's some really small breweries around. I, I'll tell you, just down the street, Norseman. Uh, Vienna Lager, uh, their Odin's IPA, Odin's Eye IPA, um, Blind Tiger. I mean, John Dean down there make just amazing. You know, if you ever ha- go down there and have any of his uh, German mm-hmm. lagers, uh, Munich Hells, the 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 uh, the Kolsch that he makes is just amazing. And Happy Bassett, they have some amazing beers as well down there. And so uh, even some of the local stuff uh is just really good as well and then over in lawrence you know we have lbc and free state obviously great beers too so i'd say all those beers um are definitely inspirations for me but the ones that have the real malt shines alongside of a hot profile are the ones that are going to be my say that's what i want to make because i like that type of beer it seems like we're spoiled living like in this area (laughs) i know with all the good beer that's around here yeah it, it like and that's what we were talking about I, me and me and Dom I think we grew up you know just drinking you know domestic light beer like that's what it was and then I don't know if we just turned a corner or whatever it was about a year ago maybe a little bit more and we're mm-hmm. like let's just try this one and then it just kind of snowballed and that's where we're at sure. now where we're just like oh I want to try it all like so we always are buying different stuff that's why we're excited to be here, hearing more about the process and learning more from you guys oh, yeah, most definitely yeah so we're starting well we've been doing this for a while but um our Wednesday podcast for sure it's kind of creeped into both podcast each week we'll try a different beer um not necessarily looking for a certain style of beer or anything like that but we'll just we'll go grab it grab a craft brew from the uh from the liquor store and try it and give our just initial thoughts and just bare bones thoughts we know nothing about anything hardly when it comes to that but we're just experimenting with everything but you guys have the guts to do that right i mean that's really if you want to I mean, you can sit there and say, I'm not drinking. You know, yeah. if you, until you try it, and like you guys are going, you're doing exactly the right thing as you're going out and trying different beers and stuff and seeing what you like. Mm-hmm. And inside that, also different styles to see what you like. And you'll see, obviously, huge contrast even between like the wee beer I make here and probably, you know, one they make at like Blind Tiger or something or at Boulevard is obviously yeah. going to be incredibly different because the processes are different. The ingredients are a lot of times very different. And everything, and obviously the way we, you know, the way we make it, and the the yeast even that we use is is probably different. So, very cool, awesome. So, what are what are the next steps for Iron Rail Brewing Company? That's a good question. I think um, you know that when we walked in there, you saw kind of the downstairs area that's mm-hmm. unfinished. I think uh, uh, you know eventually there'll be kind of an event space down there, or you know, like maybe like a lounge or an overflow area. That people come down and mm-hmm. be able to drink and, and and have another bar down there. I think is is probably in the works. Um, uh, very possible. I don't know if it'll have uh, just beer or, or or food or other types of you know wine or or we do have wine, mixed drinks, and that sort of thing here mm-hmm. as well. 
Um, you know, may have like a prep kitchen in the back or something like that to expand the food offering and that sort of thing. But this building here on this level and the level above us have 7,000 square feet each. Wow. And so we're the only thing down here right now, aside from like storage back there, mm -hmm. but there's plenty of space, so to speak, to, that, <laughs> to expand and yeah. do new things. So. That's awesome. That's cool. And as you, I'm sure you guys are aware of the plaza that's being built across the way there. Yep. I think that's going to be a huge, huge thing across the way, what they're doing over there. I can't, I mean, a live concert over there during the summer, this place is just going to be a madhouse. I think it's going to be standing room only to come in and, and have beers and stuff. And I think it'll bring more business down to this area as well. Definitely. Yeah. And that was one of the questions that we wanted to ask for sure is what are your thoughts on the revitalization of downtown Topeka and how that's changed in the last five years and how it will change in the next 10 years. Sure. Um, I'm glad you asked that actually. So I think for us, we, we're, we're just part of this, right? I mean, we're, we're part of joining a, a team that's already been down here revitalizing this area. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're certainly not driving that and we're not, we aren't the revitalization. We're just, we're part of, of everybody that's coming down here making this effort. The thing that's striking me more than anything, I think, is um, the difference that I've seen. I've been in this area, um, I'm from southeast Kansas, but I've been in this area since the mid-90s, and it seems like there's a lot of really young people and young groups that are really, like Forge, and then uh, like, uh, you know, the Greater Topeka Partnership and those types of things. There's a lot of younger people who are really kind of stepping up and saying, we're not going to let this just die. We're not going to just let this be another thing that's discussed and then nothing happens. Things are actually happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that those folks, especially the young, the young people who want to have careers here, start businesses, or live in this community, or live and work in this community, send their kids to Topeka schools and that sort of thing, they're, they're the ones that are stepping up and making sure. They're, they're not just sitting back and saying, I hope this works. They're yeah. like, this is going to work and we're going to make it work. And if you're not part of the solution then just step aside and let us move forward and that's what i've seen uh you know from that early like i said 90s time frame to now with uh you know this the pennant cyrus hazel hill uh you got cat fedges across the street a lot still a lot of big companies down here western energy blue mm -hmm. cross blue shield um uh, bnsf yep and then you've got uh, hhb barbecue you've got norseman down the road you've got some other uh, white linen mm -hmm. these places are just popping up those weren't those weren't names what five ten years ago no, yeah. and so i see in another five or ten years you know right now you go out in front of iron rail you see that that now it's what time is it now it's uh Okay, six thirty. You you all know it'd have been like I am legend. It'd be like Will Smith running down the street, and and you're going, you know, waiting for the zombies to come out. No, it's now. It's there's cars parked out there, and it's hard to find a parking spot. Yeah, and that's just the beginning of I think of of that that movement downtown where there's going to be people coming out and say, oh, there's now people after hours. Well, I'll build something now. You know, I now I can afford to do this because I have I have an evening crowd that'll come and eat dinner or shop or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And we need to get there, right, to where you come here, you get a table reserved, and then you go do something else waiting for your table. Definitely. Someplace, so. Definitely. Yeah, so we, Trey said it earlier, we grew up um, in Linden, so just south of here. Um, and downtown Topeka wasn't a place that you really wanted to go. Um, right. And then we both moved here for work. I've uh, been here a couple of years now, and it's still, there's things to do downtown, but it, it in our mind, it was just like, why Why do we want to go downtown? There's nothing down there. It's the I Am Legend feeling. Right. And right. then the last 
over those two years, the last year especially, you've got things like you said, the pennant popping up. You've got Iron Rail. You've got that hotel that's just yeah. across the street. Things are are moving into downtown, and right. um, it's exciting to see that revitalization. And it's like you said, it's a it's a group effort. It's not one single thing that's driving people downtown. Right. It's a group effort. And and the thing that's cool about it too is Matt, you know, you mentioned the hotel, Cyrus Hotel, I believe mm-hmm. is supposed to come online this month or yep. pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um the thing that's cool about it is imagine somebody doing something at the Cyrus like a uh a wedding, you know, mm-hmm. at the Cyrus and then you you don't have to get in cars and go so, like yeah. oh hey, let's walk across the pen and let's have some food yeah. and let's let's play arcade. Oh, let's walk down here uh, you know, let's let's go hit Hazel Hill and let's get let's get some chocolate or whatever. Now let's go into Iron Rail and have some beers. Let's go over to the events. Wait, let's all get down to the Norseman or whatever. And it's it becomes a path. And right now, there's a you know it is a little sparse, but it, it's going to be populated more to where you you come here with your wedding party and we're not driving around, right? right. I mean, we're, right. we're having a good time, having a few beers, but we don't get behind the wheel. And yep. so that sort of thing is amazing. The idea that you can kind of take care of everything with your wedding party right in one area. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's, or at least within walking distance. It's definitely nice to have an, like a destination, right? So it's oh, yeah. not like we got to get out of town to do something this weekend. It's like, no, let's, yeah, like what you're saying, let's go downtown and let's have fun. There's a lot of stuff down there. And that's, that's like he just said, since we've even been in this town and like been here as people living here, not just like visiting from Linden. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely different. It's definitely exciting and you don't have to, you don't have to think so much. It's like, oh, there's a good restaurant downtown. We'll go have a beer down there. They make good beer. It, it just makes it makes your weekends a little better. There's something, you know, accessible. Yeah, most definitely. Wow. This has been informative for sure. This is exactly what I hope for. And I'm glad that you took the time to, you know, talk to us knuckleheads about <laughs> beer and stuff that we don't know anything about. Uh, one last thing, I guess. If somebody were to come in to Iron Rail Brewing, um, tonight and they ordered a beer and something to eat what would you tell them to get one thing one thing i'd tell them to get the kolsch and then i would i would tell them to try the meatloaf and mashed potatoes they're awesome uh, but i would say i hope hopefully you know you uh you're ready for a big portion because the portions here are a little <laughs> big to be honest with you hey. uh you know it's, which is great yeah. i mean but but at the same time it's like you know it's it's meatloaf and mashed potatoes right so it's it's definitely kind of that comfort food but it's it's so good and stuff you know um you could always uh you know, we have salads here as well, too, for people who want to eat a little bit lighter. I know it's after the, the new year and yeah. stuff. Uh, we drove by the gym and they're in the I've parking lot. I've just blown that off completely and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still drinking. And so, new year, yeah. same me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Cool. Well, thank you again. We're not going to take up any more of your time. We appreciate the time you've spent with us. This has been awesome. Yeah, and it's cool to see back. everything down here. Happy to come out. Yeah, glad yeah. you could have us. It's really cool for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank Thanks. you. Very cool. That is Mr. Don King for you. Had an awesome time down there. Uh, Trey and I made it back to the studio. We're collecting our thoughts on the interview uh, and kind of explain what happened exactly and um, I guess our initial thoughts coming straight out of the interview. So the place is fucking amazing. Yeah. Like we said, I think at the beginning there when we were talking to him, it's very, uh, it's very like very well put together. It's like open space kind of. So it, it's a large space anyways, but it just seems even bigger because there's it's just so open. Yeah, and everything's centered around that bar area, so yeah. that was the first thing I noticed. Um, we got a picture that is up on our Instagram or will be up on our Instagram, um, but it showed those paintings that he showed on the, or he talked about on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, that was really cool. The paintings are awesome, and each of them represented 
the beers that were served on tap there, um, which he kind of explained there too. But a ton of information, uh, not only on the podcast, but we were lucky enough to have him walk around. He gave us, what did he say? He said, uh, do you want the, the grain to grass or do you want the, you know, the short, sweet and to the point explanation of what goes on? And we didn't have anything else to do, so Trey said grain to grass, and that is exactly what we fucking got, and it was amazing. Yeah, he showed us like uh, the different grains he uses and, and where they come from and, and what, what characterizes them. He talked about, uh, um, was it the malt that he was talking about, like the color of the malt, I mm-hmm. think he said, mm-hmm. that, kind of, uh, that kind of directed the malt and the color of the beer um, and a little bit of the flavor. That was really interesting. Um, we joked. He, he said a lot of big words. Yeah, huge. And I uh, I laughed, and we got done talking, and I said, yeah, I uh, by degree, I am a biologist. So I knew like six of the words that you said. <laughs> He's a very smart guy, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. I knew none of the words that he was talking about, um, but it was cool to see uh, or cool to listen to him talk, and he, he's so passionate about what he does. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Uh, the technology side of it, too, he talked about that. We didn't get into it on the podcast, but all the technology that goes into monitoring the brewing process was it was crazy to hear about, and we didn't even really see anything. But um, all that stuff is just amazing to me. It's it flies way over my head. I'm way too stupid to even think about some of that stuff. But being able to talk to somebody that knows a lot about that and kind of dumb it down for you is an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was he was very interesting to listen to. He just had a good way of explaining things, like um, in a lame way. He was like a good teacher. Like, he, yeah. you know, he used a couple different, uh, metaphors to explain how you did something. It was, uh, made yep. it pretty understandable. It was, uh, it was really cool. Um, it's all, and I think I made the comment there is like, it's not a human, um, the, the space in general for like the eatery and everything is, is a large space that itself, the, for like a brewery, a brewery, I know mean, it's a small brewery. There's not a lot of space right there and there's a lot going on yeah. and just like a little, a little, you know, the tank takes up a lot of spaces, uh, but in general, it's there's a lot going on. It's pretty yep. cool, and it's like two stories high, so they're stacking shit on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's crazy. So I had the CKH wheat, um, which is named after Cyrus K. Holiday, which is cool. I didn't know that going into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was very good. Uh, Trey and I, we were just waiting on uh, on Don to, you know. We showed up a little bit early because we were going to set up, and we hung out at the bar and grabbed a couple beers, and just about the time that we got our beers, um, Don showed up, and so he gave us the quick tour, but CKH wheat, and you had the Kolsch. Yep. It was good, man. He said it, he said it, he'd have it with breakfast, and I, I don't think there's a more correct statement. <laughs> it was very good. So when I go back, I'm trying the Super Chief Stout, which I almost got, Um That'll be exciting to try, and I gotta try the food. Yeah, he oh made the food goodness. sound so good. I want to try the IPA that he talked about a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's that's neat. Um, obviously, he explained there's a lot that goes into an IPA, but he gets the comment where it's like, "This is nothing like anything I've ever tried before. No, 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 no IPA I've ever had," um, which I think is cool because he just owned it. He's like, "Yep, who cares? Yeah. It's good. I like it. Take that's it amazing. as it is. You're gonna try my beer." That's inspiring to anything that you do i guess made me want to run through a brick wall yeah because he said i don't care what anybody else thinks you know i do stuff for me mm-hmm. um which is cool so yeah. yeah he might have said it a little bit sarcastically but i think he uh he knew hey. what he was saying yep. he knew what he was saying got me I, pumped up you gotta respect somebody who takes a hobby and uh you know he said he started as a home brewer you gotta respect mm-hmm. somebody who takes a hobby and makes a career out of it that's awesome i mean that's the dream right like yep. he, he loves what he does i'm sure it's it's 
you could tell he's like you said he's very passionate about it like that's the dream find something that you really love and get good enough at it someone pays you to do it hey that's why we're here yeah on the podcast either that or we're just gonna quit all this stuff together and start brewing our own beer yeah beer yeah home brew yeah home brew going on cool uh let us know what you thought about the interview um shoot any questions our way that you have that we might be able to answer i think this is going to be um what do i want to say this is going to be a an often an occurring what do I, what do I want to say? Hopefully reoccurring. Yeah, reoccurring. Uh, this is gonna be a. It's gonna happen a couple times, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that was I don't a, know what the hell I'm talking walk about. For a short drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna try to do this more often. Um, finding people that are knowledgeable, uh, not only about beer but other things, uh, getting their take on it, doing the interview style, all that good stuff. Um, so, what do you want to hear? Who do you want to talk to? Or who do you, who do you want? to hear us talk to, I guess. Um, we've got a couple things lined up for the future. Pretty excited. Pretty excited for the beer breath. Beer. I'm drunk. <laughs> pretty, pretty excited for the beer breath podcast in the future in 2019. Um, starts right here, baby. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, like, like you said, I left that place and it, that was like fun. That was like a lot of fun getting to talk to somebody and, um, Learn about something I don't really know that much about. That's what we told them the minute we walked in. We're ignorant to this. We're yeah. ignorant to this process, man. We don't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Couldn't ask for a better interviewee, though, honestly. No. Don's yeah. amazing. He was very welcoming. He was yeah. very cool. He, he had uh, he had a, uh, a real cool way about him. He was fun to talk to. Very cool. Topeka's coming around. Yeah, everybody, you gotta, you gotta go down there and try that place. I know I am right away. Um, I'm excited to go try some food and and maybe try all of their beers. I really want to. He talked about the appetizers being really good. I want to try that sausage plate where he said oh there was like three types of sausage paired with beer. Let me look that up again because I want to get this messed up. Sausage and beer flight, brewmaster's choice of three five ounce five ounce pours of our craft beer paired with chef's choice of three sausages and served with toasted baguette, cherry mustard, and pickles. Sausage only flight is $10. Dude, <laughs> so good. It looks so good. On yeah. their Instagram, it looked awesome. When he said, what was it, boar and bison and yeah. oh, oh. jalapeno sausage or something like that? Yep. My God, my mouth is watering right now. Yeah, I might be a little bit hungry. <laughs> I could eat. <laughs> All right, so what else is there to talk about? The NFL playoffs are happening now i guess it have been happening we've got the next round lined up game starts saturday right mm-hmm. yeah saturday so chiefs versus colts um saturday at three thirty-five here in the uh lovely state of kansas uh, kind of is that right that's a missouri but... well i know but we're in the state of kansas oh, watching yeah, yeah. it yeah, yeah okay okay yeah <clears throat> the game will be happening at three thirty-five in missouri for those who care uh, exciting game. Yeah, I think uh, the Chiefs will get a win. I feel okay about it. I mean, Indianapolis has like been our downfall for some time, but yeah. I I got a buddy that uh, <laughs> I got a buddy that I knew from college who's pretty pretty big Chiefs fan, and he had a Facebook status the other day that said something about you know Indianapolis put up twenty one points in their last game, and um, he said twenty one points. That's it. Like we don't have a defense, but uh, Patty Mahomes puts those kind of numbers up in the parking lot before the coin toss or some shit like that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I think we've the least we've scored all season is like 26. Yeah. Or something. 
and the most we've given up is like a million. So yeah, yeah. So we'll see how the game goes. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus the Patriots. Um, that'll be a good game, I think. I think it will too. The Chargers are scary, but it's New England. Like, where's it at? It's at New England. Yeah, in New England, at New England. Yep, whatever the word is. Gillette Stadium. Um, it'll be an interesting game. I think that. The Chargers have a lot of like momentum going into the game. It seems like they've got some swag. You see the video of Philip Rivers, you know, with the first down, mm-hmm. the first down call there. Um, they said that was the longest funny. run of his career. I don't doubt it. I don't either. And then pair that with they got a pretty scary defensive line and yeah. actually not a terrible defense at all. Like, yeah, I mean, they have a chance, but it's still man, it's New England in Foxborough. Yeah, they're gonna find a way to cheat. Hundred percent. Yep. Deflate so, the balls. Yep. New England's winning that game. <laughs> uh, Eagles. Saints. Uh, Sunday. That'll be. I don't know. Saints are scary. I think Saints are the scary. NFL for sure. Is uh, Big Dick Nick gonna lead him to lead him on a charge here again? I mean, I don't. Uh, I don't foresee it happening. The only way that they stay in the game is Philadelphia's defense just way overperforms. Right. Yeah, that'll be a fun game to watch too. It's gonna be fun football. I love playoff. Yeah, football. I love playoff anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be exciting to watch. Uh, and then Dallas Cowboys versus the Los Angeles Rams is a Saturday game for that NFC matchup. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think. I'm actually surprised that Dallas is here. Yeah, I am too. If you would ask me that at the beginning of the season or told me that the Cowboys were going to be in the playoff running, I would have laughed in your face. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool. I think the I Cowboys. See. The Cowboys are just so polarizing. Like you, like there's so many people that love them because it's such a big brand, but it's they're so easy to hate. Yeah, I know. But with a good offensive line and a running back, I mean, shit, your girl's got a chance. Hundred <clears throat> percent. One person that they won't have in this game is Alan Hearns. That's right, Alan Hearns. Right. I th- yeah. Yep. Yeah. You are an S. I snapped his leg. Um, getting brought down for a tackle and the video is disgusting and this is why i hate slow motion video and stuff like this it's like a train wreck you have to watch it Mm -hmm. yeah but it grosses me out beyond belief um but you can see his leg break and his shin bone which is the medical term for that by the way yeah anatomically spears into the fucking ground yeah and then he's rolling on the ground and his foot is done a complete 180 at this point yeah his foot did a 180 yeah so it's facing the other way not facing the right way pretty disgusting i don't think that he will be cleared for the game against the rams no i do believe he'll be out i'm not an official i'm not an official uh source and you can't even call the sources because i can't even be considered that uh on your tweet but I would definitely think he's not going to make it. ESPN doesn't say anything about it, but they also didn't know who the Chiefs were playing, and it is Wednesday at this point. So, TBD. Get your shit up. Yeah, TBD. Yeah, dude. So the thing about those videos, like you said, slow mo, is we've all injured ourselves some form or fashion. We've all played enough sports that you hurt your ankle at some point, twist your ankle, mm. dude. Anything that happens to the lower leg, like. I make this wincing noise and I just immediately clench my foot like something happened to me. Yeah. Like I go, oh, and the, just grab my leg like it happened to me. There's a visual transfer of pain yes. somehow. Oh. And somebody can probably explain to me why that happens, but it makes me not want to do anything ever. No. Yeah. Miserable. Oh. Like I probably, I definitely slept on the couch the other night because I didn't want to walk up the stairs. And I definitely didn't want to have to walk down the stairs. Yeah. That's terrifying. Like, remember when Gordon Hayward did his? Oh, my was it God. Haywood? Haywood? Haywood. Yeah. Hayward. I watched that live, mm-hmm. and I, like, winced it out loud in front of a bunch of people. I think I was at work. 
we were in the cafeteria area, and I was like, oh! And everybody's like, what? I was like, did you see that? Oh, my God. That made me want to die watching that. Yeah, because you could see his face. Like, football, you could tell he's wincing and, and yeah. writhing in pain, clearly. I mean, he's just as much pain, more pain, whatever. But when you see, like, Gordon Hayward's face, it, oh, man. It, it's like, not good. No. No, it's not good. Even worse than the player's face is, like, their teammates' reactions. And I think about... um I think about the Gordon Hayward thing. That was bad. And everybody, both teams, was just, uh, it was horrible to see the looks on their face. Because on that point, when something bad like that happens, the cameras aren't necessarily pointed on that anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't want to show that on TV. Yep. So you're just getting the reaction of like all the players, all the people in the stands and stuff like that. So it's hard to see their reaction too. I think about the Gordon Hayward thing. And I think about, that Louisville player from the NCAA tournament, yep. what, that had been six years back at this point. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, came down on that jump shot and, and just his leg snapped. exploded. Dude. Oh. I, so <laughs> that whole situation was so bad. Like you said, you, you could see the whole team just like, they were like covering their faces, mm-hmm. all that stuff. You know they heard it. Mm-hmm. Like there was, but to be to be like a trainer or like, I can't remember who it was on the team who reacted in that situation, but he like landed down and like went straight to his back. Someone on their bench ran straight over top of him and like put their arms like kind of above his shoulders and like got right in his face and started talking to him. Yeah. It's like I hope I would react like that, but I know damn well I'd be hiding over there in the corner. Yeah, if I didn't throw top. up yeah. instantly, I'd be at least turning the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That'd Oof. be hard. I remember that specifically because that floor was elevated. Yep. I don't know where they if they were in Cowboy Stadium or something, yeah. I can't remember, but the floor was elevated, so the bench was like shoulder height. Mm-hmm. You were looking straight at this dude's leg explode. Oh. That makes it even more like re- imp- the percussion of it all just yep. whap right in your ear. Right oh. at the bench, too. Yeah. Bench players are right there, three point line. Oof. Golly. You know, you heard that thing, too. Dude, I know. That's the same thing. Like, you know that the guy that tackled Hearns heard that. You'd think. Yep. yep. You hear that. Um, what was it? <clears throat> it? You hear that all the time in football, especially when somebody snaps their leg. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a like a gunshot, like somebody just yep. shot a shotgun. That's how loud it is. It's disgusting. Oh my God, I can't imagine. I've never broken a bone in my body like that before, so I don't know what it's like, but I would not want that to happen. Fortunately, I haven't broke any like major bones yeah. either, like just small fingers and you know pieces yeah. of your hand, stuff like that. Nothing like an arm or a leg. Oh. Like That is so next level. <laughs> Such a big bone to break. <laughs> It makes me want to die. <laughs> were you at, dude, were you at Emporia State Camp when we were in high school and that kid uh, stepped back on the turf? No. I can't remember where he's from, but he stepped back on the turf and just his leg was like that, but not all the way around. It was like, it was probably like turned to a good 90. The The coach, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody actually on Emporia State staff. He might not even been a coach. He might have been there helping or something, but he he turned around because the kid kind of like yelped or yeah. wailed, obviously. Yeah. And he turns like, he goes, what's going on? Oh my God. That's about oh, exactly how it went down. It was Lord. so bad. I remember Tyler's arm in eighth grade when like Nick tackled him or something in practice. We had a Thursday practice. It was a kickoff return or like scout team kickoff. I don't remember what it was, but had to have been first team kickoff, I guess. And Nick kicked down there and went down there and tackled poor Tyler and snapped his arm. Jesus Christ. It looked like an M. Did you hear it? No, I was on the sideline. I don't know if I was just like hurt then or what. I just wasn't playing. Wasn't good enough, I guess. But he, I, so I was on the sideline. Um, but yeah, Tyler got up and was walking to the sideline, and his arm was just crooked in three different ways. <laughs> that ain't right, brother. <laughs> he just went and sat on the bench and waited for Marcotte to go get it 
truck in there or something to take him to the hospital. I can't remember how that went down, but yeah, poor Tyler. I would not want that to happen. No, yeah, that's again happy to avoid um, any compound fractures of any major yeah. bones. Oh, brutal. Something else that was brutal this past week was the absolute brutal beatdown that went down in the college football national championship game presented by AT&T. Ooh. <laughs> so Clemson beat the fucking brakes off of Alabama. Yeah, snapped like snapped him in half over their knee. Basically. 44 to 16 was the final score. I didn't watch a whole lot of the game cuz I really couldn't give two shits less, honestly. Mm-hmm. But watched some of the game. I remember there was uh, like a fourth and goal, or no, it was a first and goal from like the four, mm-hmm. and Alabama just kept going for it and kept going for it, and they just couldn't get in the end zone. If you got a team that can't get in the end zone from four yards in and then elect to go for it on fourth and get stopped, you're getting your ass beat. Dude, there were some absurd things that happened. I, like you, I can only watch like, I don't know. It was Seriously, only noise. watched a few minutes of it. It like, was background noise for but me. But I saw, I saw uh, that uh, outrageous like fake field goal that Alabama tried uh-huh. that just went nowhere. Yeah. But I mean, if you watched, it looked like he got a call from the sideline. So I mean, he did what he was told, but just terrible attempted at a, a, a fake <laughs> field goal. He just ran right into their big yeah, line. And he that just, poor boom. holder. And then uh, uh, I saw the couple drives there where that kid from. Clemson just big boyed everybody. Did you watch that? Those two, no, Dude, I don't, I don't freshman recall. receiver. He's like number eight, I think his last name was Ross or something. Uh huh. He literally just beat the corner on every play. Like he caught every pass for like four, four or five passes, Jeez. and like one hand catches, got a foot in bounds. Like he went off. Wow, nuts. It was uh, yeah, and and to even like compound that, like. I'm not a huge Bama fan, and I don't even watch a lot of SEC football at all. I just watch playoff big games and stuff. Um, Alabama looked beat. Like, they looked like you're beat, like a beat puppy because yep. they just had never gotten beat like that before, you can yeah. tell. At the beginning of the season, I just knew that Alabama was going to win. I didn't think that there was anybody that could beat Alabama. Um, Tua is just unreal at quarterback, it seemed. Yep. Um, get to the end of the season – Big playmakers make big plays or something like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Trevor Lawrence stepped the fuck up. Yeah, dude, he looked good. Yeah. True freshman, that guy. Yeah, he's a good-looking cat with that long hair. Look at him. He looks like Sunshine from yep. uh, the uh, one movie. He looks time. like the little homie off of Dazed and Confused. Yeah, he That's does. who he looks like. He kinda... And you pulled that picture up. So what was that picture of the girl? It just some girl looks exactly like him. Same cheekbones, yeah. same everything. Yeah, and that's immediately who I thought of because that kid in that movie kind of looks like a girl too. But the the cool thing about all of it was too, on top of all of that, like I I saw three names and my move is to always just like Google their roster and know. But I was looking for him anyways. Um, the kid who led Clemson in tackles this season and led the game last night in tackles is from Olathe. So no joke. Yep. Shout out wow. Kansas. Uh, his last name is Simmons. Okay. Dude is six. He's six two two thirty. He and they said he ran a sub four four forty. Oh my god. Yeah. That is freak. a train. Yeah, total freak. Jeez Louise. Well, good for Clemson. Uh, bad for Alabama. It was nice to see that somebody could beat Alabama, I guess. I mean, they went 14-1, but it had to happen. Yeah. So, down goes Bama. Who's next year? I don't know. Let's find out. Way too early top 25 right here. Whoa. Might as well see. Obviously Clemson. Clemson Tigers. 
number one. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame. So the exact same teams. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma's Oklahoma at, at five. Six. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see where K-State's at. <laughs> Oregon up there at 12 after a 9-5 and five record. 5-4 five and four in the Pac-12. Probably all around that quarterback coming back, right? Surely. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, K-State's probably like 16, I bet, or something. KU's got to be like 37, if I were to guess. So they're bringing back every starter from an, from the offense. Every offensive starter's coming back. Hmm, That's interesting. Insane. Washington State Cougars, let's go. Mike Leach. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. See, this is like how little I paid attention. I just knew like a few certain names, and mostly because I knew those names was because I'm playing Dynasty Fantasy, and I got to draft rookies. This has just got to be, is this a bad class or what's going on here? Everybody's returning a bunch of starters. I don't, I, I guess I don't know. Cause all these teams in this top 25 just have shit records this last year. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not like last year, the year before, you know, last year, everybody knew Saquon was going to be an absolute man. And yeah. It was like all the quarterbacks a couple years ago. I mean, everybody knew last year was going to be a good draft and this year I think it's supposed to be kind of bad. Yeah. Nebraska comes in at 24. Whoa. What was their record this year? Four and eight. Three what and the? six in the Big Ten. They must have played big games late or something. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Is that Army? Yeah, Army Black Knights Let's come at the go. 25 spot. Let's 11 and go. two this year. 11 and two. Very interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Hmm. Yeah, Nebraska, I don't understand. So they they had a freshman quarterback this year, that Martinez kid, which is a freshman, but he's been there for the last two decades. It's a, it's a, is it is it another Martinez? Uh, it's got to be that that guy's kid or something. They almost play in the same draft class. <laughs> I don't understand. Like there, I feel like there's been a Martinez at quarterback for Nebraska for the last twelve years at least. Oh yeah, I, I got some. Rem- I can remember pretending to be him in the in the yard out front at my mom and dad's house. Yeah, got some big time Nebraska fans uh, in my family, so they they'll correct me on that. I'm sure. But, yeah, freshman quarterback Adrian Martinez coming back to play. Um, see what him and the Nebraska Cornhuskers can do. Kansas State not making the list, just outside at probably 54 or 56, somewhere in there. Okay, you in the same boat, so whatever. Yeah. we got to wait till August, September-ish to find out what the hell is going to go on in college football. Let's transfer to basketball. Big news in the Big 12 this week from the Lawrence perspective. Yeah, I mean... Do you want to talk about it or not? I guess it's big news. Uh, I mean, I can be sad, I guess. Uh, They announced Yudoka's out for the season, tore a ligament in his right wrist. Super sad about it. Um, I don't think Yudoka himself is some sort of offensive powerhouse, but I think our other post, Diedrich, and him play off each other well and just takes up some pressure in the lane. So we'll definitely have to rebound from that. And who knows how we will, uh, because obviously we looked like complete dog shit against Iowa State. Looked like a bunch of freshmen playing. So pretty uh, pretty terrible, honestly. That was like one of the worst games I've ever watched as a KU fan. I didn't watch any of the game, but I saw the score and was very surprised. Um, But I haven't, like I said, I didn't watch it. I didn't look at any of the stats or anything like that, so I can't tell you how the game went. But by the sound of your voice, it didn't go well. 
Yeah, I mean, give some credit to Iowa State. I mean, they're well coached. They played hard. They have a good young freshman and some other guards that have played last year. But I mean, we tur- we turned the ball over like fourteen times in the first half. It was at the Hilton, right? Yeah, yeah, the Hilton Magic coming in. Yeah, so we'll see. So. I don't know. They've talked. It kind of sucks because we NCA has never ruled on DeSouza, so uh, he's just sitting on the bench, a big man that we would really need in this circumstance, and the circumstance is here. Uh, so it's really unfortunate. I mean, school starts really soon, so if he's uh, if he's got any chance of playing, the NCAA needs to get off their ass and make a ruling. It's just bullshit. It's unfair to him, honestly. Yeah. Um, they've also talked about pulling a red shirt on a guard, uh, Oche Agbaji, they have on the uh, bench, and I obviously that would be a move towards a four-out one-in, if I were to guess. A little depth, but they'd go back to that offense. I saw that, and I didn't understand, but I mean, that makes sense now that you say that, and now that this was uh, all that talk too. Yeah, it makes sense that you basically just have to pull a guard. I mean, who else do you have? Yeah, in the post, uh, you've got uh, Run DMC, uh, David McCormick. Shout out to a guy at work named Kyle Brooks. Uh, he's the one who came up with Run DMC. He told me to coin it. Pretty creative. Give him some credit. <laughs> David McCormick, uh, Mitch Lightfoot. Obviously, he's not a true right. big man. Um, who else? I um, might be it. Really, Diedrich KJ can play down there too. Is his brother? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like six eight. Uh, he's not really a post. He's kind of just a stretch four. Um, but you're running small at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely not like when we were starting the season, it was like, damn, but KU's going to be big, like as big as they've ever been in terms of physical size. And right. now we're like getting smaller by the minute. So, yeah, not looking good. Yeah, might be the end, honestly. But Maybe not 15 straight. So we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll see. Still runs through Lawrence, I would say. It does, but we'll see. K-State has yet to win a game in the Big 12 so far, so I don't even know who they play this week. Yeah. I kind of just get sad about everything K-State sports right now. Um, K-State's coach, Chris Kleiman, got his fourth national championship this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Excited for him. Uh, good for him and all that he's done. Moving to big boy school now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, exciting. Hopefully he gets back on the recruiting trail. Um, I don't know when the next... When's the next signing day? It's like... F- February. Okay. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. Hmm. I don't know. I know there's still a recruiter, recruiting going on a lot of it. We are specifically, too. I know KUK State are scrambling. We both got new coaches. So Yeah. Let me see here. Tonight, Kansas State plays West Virginia. Ooh. Both of them 0-2 in the Big 12. Is it in Manhattan? Or? Um, That I'm not sure. Yeah, it is, actually. Yep. Wow. So it could be big for us. Huggins will be in there sitting on his fucking stool. Um, Yeah. I always enjoy, people always talk about like how Bill Self and Huggins always go out. Like I know all the coaches surely have a relationship, but I always talk about how Huggins and Self are out to like three in the morning and the night before games. <laughs> Just... Just visiting, quote unquote, you know. That's amazing. It is pretty funny. That's crazy. I had this uh I had this idea back when I was in college and going, you know, sitting in the student section and you know, the big pep and all that stuff. I had this this funny idea of making this huge sign that uh was a stool and this is like bar stool was blowing up and all that stuff. So I was gonna use the bar stool stool uh-huh. and I was gonna write on top of the bar stool one coach. And then on the bottom of the bar stool, like flipped 180, three coaches or four coaches or whatever, and have the sign like rotate or like flip the sign up and down. So uh-huh. it's like you got one coach on it 
if you're sitting on the stool part of it, or if you flip it around to the legs, you can get three coaches on it. It's like that little, <laughs> you know, homosexual joke. That's, you know, we can get four people on the stool if you turn the thing over. <laughs> that was my good. idea. I never did it. It was too much of a p- fucking pussy. Gosh. No I could have been all over every social media platform. You'd be famous. You'd be probably Twitter famous, YouTube famous, yeah, everything. Right. 100%. So that's a blow up on my part. I still could. He's still coaching. There's no reason I can't do that, except one of the listeners who has tickets to the game yeah. is probably going to go in there and make the sign TM. and do all that stuff. So I don't know if that would get past security or not. It doesn't have any profanity on it. Nobody would really know what it means no. unless you flip the sign over and then you had to have heard the joke at that point. But It'd be an inside joke that a lot of people would get. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be legendary. That would have been a good one. Did you ever do any kind of big signs when you were in college? No. I was way too lazy. I screamed a lot. Yeah. And I said some profanities. I almost got kicked out of, I think it was a KU game, maybe. No, it couldn't have been that. I don't remember what game it was, but um, Higgins. What's his name? Uh, Higgins. Huggins? No, no, no. The ref. Oh, Tim Higgins? Is that his name? Or Jim, Jim Higgins? What the hell is his name? I know it's Higgins because it's there that t- Higgins hair is a Twitter account. <sighs> Fuck me. I went to your game. Uh, the only game I've ever seen in Bramlage was K-State versus Oklahoma when Buddy was there and you guys won. It's Amazing like, game. one of the biggest ones you guys have ever had in that building. Amazing game. John Higgins? John Higgins. It's like a just a completely generic name like that. <laughs> He's a snooker player apparently. <laughs> wow. John Higgins also plays snooker, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's him. John Higgins. That's who it is. Everybody hates John Higgins and everybody knows his name. And we're sitting, I don't know, maybe six rows up at this point, three rows up. We were pretty close. I don't remember what game it was, but calling terrible calls. And that's just Bramlage, I guess. But calling really bad calls. I was pissed. I was probably intoxicated at this point. And I said, Higgins! And he's looking right at me. I was like, suck up! fucking dick (laughs) and i don't know what happened but he pointed over towards us and i got freaked out so i like ducked down i was like freaking out um but some i I think somebody spilled a drink that was sitting courtside um or something happened i don't remember but i thought i was getting kicked out that was the only bad thing that i really did i never made any signs or anything cool like that Mm -hmm. oh well maybe next year I don't know what else to talk about here, except for the fact that I need a haircut. Okay, dude, I don't think you cut it. I think you let that thing flow, dude. If you fart one more time in here, I t- I'm gonna explode. That is so bad. Who did that? Oh my god, is that Rudy? Whew. Okay, so I need a haircut, and I'm trying really hard to convince my wife to let me get a mullet. Dude, I, I I've told you before. I'll say it again. For everybody to hear, I think you got the flow for it. I truly do. I think it might be mullet time. I've read that they're coming back. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. No, so I've seen the pictures, and we've talked about it a lot. Like, everybody's doing the come over and look now, too. That came back pretty quick. Um, Obviously, we most everyone we know has rocked it at some point or another, but the come over into, like, a skin fade on the side, mm-hmm. which I think you've talked about, too. Mm-hmm. But just the cool, like, it's like stylish hair, and then you just let it go down the back. Yeah. It looks good if you do it right. Let I that think. bitch flow. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking about recently, I guess. Um, I've asked multiple people about it. Most of it is positive feedback. Um, some of it is not. 
my dad said that there's no fucking way that I should do that, not to expose myself to that much ridicule and hatred. But other than him and my wife, I think I'm, I've got positive people around me. You got the flow. You got a lot of body in your hair. Yeah. Like I sound so stupid when I say that. Like I know what I'm talking about. A lot of body, a little bit of curl, like soft curls. Yeah. If I let my hair grow out long enough, it'll kind of curl at the end. It's not super curly, but it'll at least like poof out. Yeah. And I've got very thick hair, so it'll look like a bucket if I just let all my hair grow out. But I think if I just, you know, let that Missouri mud flap hang mm-hmm. and then trim up the sides, real nice, tight, clean fade, might stripe myself up. I'm Dude. not sure. Stop. Are you kidding me? Don't. You better stripe your eyebrows if you're going to stripe your hair. <laughs> oh, shit. And then shaving everything except my mustache. My wife is texting me right now, and she put the minus emoji, the little subtraction emoji, mm-hmm. with on the mullet. So she says no. But she's not the one cutting my hair, so we'll see what the barber does. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, don't, <laughs> don't take my advice here, but if you cut it into a mullet, I wouldn't hate you. Here's my other thought. So what happens if I just get haircuts and just, uh, so I have to start with a fresh, clean cut. I start with, you know, real tight. I usually rock the the fade, the low half guard or skin fade up into a three and then just kind of trim up the top. If anybody's a barber out there that wants to cut my hair, that's how I like it. That's how I've been doing it for a while now. What happens if I start fresh, just do it like that. And then the next, I get a haircut every three weeks or so. Just let the back grow out. Just say, don't touch the back. And so you're not going to notice it because it's not going to be that dramatic change, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've got long hair right now. If I cut everything, if I cut the sides up and everything and leave the back, you're going to notice. But if I just slowly let the back grow out and extend that mud flap every three weeks, your hair grows every day. But I don't think you're going to notice it until all of a sudden I've got this beautiful bushy flowing mullet yeah i think it's honestly you're a genius for thinking that way people wouldn't even notice like all of a sudden it's just like oh uh, look it's it's a mullet when did this when did this get here i'm not trying to get hated on no nah, you ain't gonna get i'm not on. trying to get called a redneck or anything like that i think it's disrespectful to think of mullets and think of rednecks but yeah nah anybody can rock a mullet it's 2019 dude we're playing by new rules these days yeah you can do whatever you want you're like, a free man. I like that attitude. You know who else do, does whatever they want? Don King. Oh, yeah? Don King Mr. does Don whatever Don. the fuck he wants. He does. It's his beer. It's his flavor. Yep. Everybody tastes their beer, and they taste what Don likes, because they have to drink what Don likes. You got to respect that, honestly. I love that. I do. I was super... I can't thank him enough for um, the interview, the conversation that we had. Had a lot of fun. Go check out Iron Rail Brewing. Go check out um, King Cobra Brew Tech. Is that what it is? I think so. KC Brew Tech, King Cobra Brewing, or whatever it is. I'll post all the uh, links and stuff in the body of this podcast or whatever. We'll post them on social media, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, You've probably seen the pictures by now. But that was a super awesome interview. Thank you, Don King, for... For that conversation, it was informative. Um, had a good time. He's a good dude. Yeah, it's always nice to hear someone who's a master of their craft explain it. You yep. know, it's fun to hear somebody passionate uh, about what they're doing describe it. So it was definitely educational, and uh, it's beer, so it's a win-win. One thing we have to do that we weren't going to do in front of Don 
just in case. You never know how things are going to go. We do our beer review. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think we should do a beer review like we do on Iron Rails stuff. Yeah. The only caveat is, is we both drink a different beer. So I'll let you want to go first on your weed or do you want me True. to go? Go. Uh, go ahead. So mine was this Colch. I can't remember the whole name of it, but um, dude, I'm going to tell you what. I uh, I couldn't be more sincere when I'm saying two thumbs up. Like I'm saying, I'm saying you should go down there. That's what I'm saying. Just to get that beer. Oh my goodness, it was good. It was super, super good. So that is the Great Overland Station Kolsch. Yeah, that's what it was. I keep saying Kolsch, 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 Kolsch. It's a culture around here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a damn changing culture. the culture. It's damn good though. Yeah, two thumbs up. It's one of the better beers I've I've had in a long time. So I really enjoyed it. Two thumbs up. Trey will purchase it again. He will drink it again, and he, I guess, what is it? Persuades you to go purchase it as well, or yeah, recommends? I definitely recommend it. Recommends that you go purchase it as well. I had the K, or excuse me, I had the CKH wheat named after Cyrus K. Holiday, of course. Um, great wheat beer. Um, there's nothing really else that I could say about it. Is that it was super good. It was refreshing. It was at the end of the day, so it couldn't have got any worse. No. You know, I needed that beer right then. Um, I'm not only excited about the wheat beer, but I'm excited about all the beers down there and definitely want to check all of those out. Uh, I'm kind of pissed at myself for not getting down there before I know. today yeah, or whatever. Too. Uh, but yeah, so the CKH wheat, you've got three sunken engines, IPA, engine 49 Saison, the Iron Rail Pale Ale, Super Chief Stout, and the Great Overland Station Kolsch. So head down to Iron Rail Brewery. Excuse me. Head down to Iron Rail Brewing. Check all that stuff out. Downtown Topeka um, being revitalized. I keep saying that word. I don't know if that's the right word to use. Revamped. Being revamped. Redone. Mm. Modernized. Loving that. A lot of... It's being... There's a youth... That's being poured across the downtown. Yep. It's not a bunch of old, scary people anymore. Dude, I really liked his, uh, he had this vision of, like when he talked about it, he had the vision of like a wedding being down there at the hotel yep. and spilling over. That's awesome. Like that's what he's thinking. That is like very, very cool, I thought. like, And it's real to the people of our age. Yeah. How many times have we done that in the past year where we're in town, we're at a wedding, need something to do, mm-hmm. need beer to drink. Yep. Could yeah. be happening. Yep. Very cool. Loving that. Check us out on all social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. I need to figure out the Snapchat still. Yeah. I don't even know. Have we ever done anything with it, really? Uh, we probably should. We have, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Snapchat's weird because you have to tie it to like a phone number, and we don't have a beer breath number. We should get one. How hard would that be to get a phone number? I have no idea. Hmm. We should check that out. Yeah. Have people call in. Dude. Are you kidding me? Dude. Jeez, call in, give us your opinions. Also, what you can do is look forward to getting merchandise. Oh, yeah. Coming out soon. And look forward to more of these conversations with uh, cool people like Don King. So, next month, Norseman Brewing, we're coming for you. Dude, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that, too, because he he said their beer is good. And if he said it's good, we already tried his beer. So, damn, win-win. Wow. Well, that is all I've got. You got anything else, Trey? No. Nope. I, uh, I do not. Cool. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will be back on Friday with an extended crew, I believe. Uh, We'll see what happens there. Until then, we're out of here.
see ya. Wait, wait, see if you can hear this in the. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it. I'll boost those levels too, baby. Let's go. Don't put that in the box. <laughs> oh, it's going in, dude. It's going in.